0: What is the best dress to eat children in? Hola chicas, bienvenidas a
1: ¿Quién es la más?
0: My name is Yiyi. And I am Braulio. And before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It will help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. We appreciate all the support. Today we're talking about La Más Draga, episode 6. Uh, well, season 3, episode 6. And it's titled La Más Legendaria. Um, I can't believe we're already in episode 6. I feel like it just started. And it's already right? halfway through, I think. For all that we've been saying that um, that there's a lot of girls this season, I feel like it's going by quickly. And it's strange because we're watching it one episode at a time. One episode per week. I think also because like two of them left, so that's why... It's- Seems a little shorter. But yeah, it just seems yeah. crazy that we're already halfway. And there was a question as to whether they were going to leave or not last episode. Yeah. Because they, they left just it left it in the cliffhanger. In... Yes. Yeah. So before we get to it, what are your general thoughts on the episode? Mm, not one of my favorites. I think oftentimes they either don't give them too much direction or they don't tell us that they give them direction. And then it just seems like the theme of the episode or the theme of the runway is kind of hard to describe. And then that's how we end up with three people are train the same thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, and I feel like, None of them really did their best work. Even the ones that did better, they could have definitely improved. Yeah, I I don't think I saw something, any, any one outfit that I was really blown away by. Yeah, same. They all kind of looked alike, to be honest. Except for one of them, I think. Yeah, like they had similar elements mm-hmm. as far as... Like, no one took a risk as far as, like, the construction of the actual look. So, yeah, it was, I think, I thought it was an okay episode. Nothing, nothing that stood out. Yeah, I I like the the idea of it, like, taking an urban legend and then making it into an outfit. I just, I agree. They need to give them, like, these options. Like, you choose this, you choose that, and then have them... Come up with something based on those um, what they were assigned, because then, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, they just all go for the same thing because it's more well known, so people get it. And to be honest, I only knew the chupacabra, so every other one, I was surprised I didn't see same. a Llorona, So that was I was I was expecting the Llorona on there, but I guess that that was um, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was just like, they all went for the same thing. So they, yeah, yeah, they lost an opportunity there. Yeah. And I guess they're, they're as tired as we are of the, um, when they make them talk (laughs) or when they make them like have a speech and stuff. Cause Mm -hmm. I think, was it only one of them? I think that did it. Even though they were saying in the beginning, oh, that's part of the challenge. But yeah, no more breaking up the runway. Just walk and show us your your look and walk off, please. Yeah, it's very, it's confusing for the viewer because we don't know, like, how are you going to judge somebody, give them points for speaking on stage when that was not part of the the assignment? So you can't say, oh, she earns extra points for that. It's like, no, you didn't ask for it. So it doesn't mean it's better. It just means she she did something different. And maybe her outfit is worse than somebody didn't who didn't speak, but just because she spoke, oh, she gets extra points? Mm, I I think that's not fair. Um yeah. unless they would have told everybody. Oh, yeah, we all have to present something. It's just very confusing. Like the the challenges sometimes can get confusing how they judge them and what they want them to do. Um, They just need to be more clear about what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into it. Uh, The show kicks off by kicking off two contestants from the competition. This week, the contestants are to bring to life a Mexican urban legend and present the look on the runway the winner will be named la más legendaria Getcho muñoz comes in to help the contestants present their stories on the stage three contestants are portraying el chupacabras and madison keeps her ideas to herself so we already talked about the sort of what the challenge was so let's talk about how they started the show where they left off at, um, a cliffhanger, like you said, and now they're showing us what happened, which was, I think it was unnecessary to just roll it over right. to this week. It was just why? Had no... I feel like it just took away from their moment in a way because it just got mm-hmm. lost in this whole episode. hmm Yeah. They didn't get to, like have their moment because by this point, you're kind of like, okay, let's move on. Let's go to the next challenge. Mm -hmm. I suppose their intention was to build up tension in between episodes, but I don't think it, it worked. like, you could tell it's the same. It's edited the same as it, it would have if they would have just tagged it to the end of the other episode. So there was no difference, no twist like we were expecting or anything so yeah it felt pointless and i guess it would have made the last episode even longer than it was and maybe Mm -hmm. that's why and it gave this episode a little bit more running time um more room for ads i guess but yeah it just they should have just kept it as is i if i was a contestant i would be so mad that the the elimination is so messy. Like the fact that the judges one, they're not eliminating me. It's the guest judge Two mm-hmm. that episode. The guest judge didn't even want to do it. So she sent it to like this one guest who's sitting on the side. I mean, this is just messy. Like, can you imagine RuPaul being like, I don't want to eliminate you. Like you do it. Like, <laughs> no, you're supposed to, that's why you don't have a guest judge eliminate people because they're not going to want to do it. Like, hello? Mm-hmm. You need to have somebody who's um, willing to do it, which, hello, the presenter, Carla, I think she's nice enough where she can deliver it in a way where it's not going to sound mean, which I think that's what they're concerned about because they don't want to get hate or anything. So they are just yeah getting the guest judge to do it. And um, it's not working, yeah. And especially, you're putting your guest on the spot. And as we've been seeing time and time again, none of these stars are like they're not happy about having to do it. And you will see, and like, even in this one, the guest judge gets really emotional, and yeah, I, I don't think that was. They, I don't think they thought it out. No, because it's it's what Maribel Benwarda said. Like she's been there for one episode. There's no way she knows like their growth or anything. That's just unfair to to the contestants. It's really unfair because you you're just getting a person who's just seeing whatever you're presenting, but they don't know the how much you've grown. So it just gets very it gets very confusing, and I think it's unfair to be honest. So we have Ketchel back. I think he was in season one, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, because I don't think he was season two. But I do remember him. Yeah. So And they mentioned that he was in one of the last seasons. He comes in to, to kind of coach the girls or kind of direct them. And honestly, I don't know why he was there. It was kind of like, Why? He was just there to do a kind of like a walkthrough because everybody already had their assigned. Um, well, they already knew what they were going to do. And it was just like, oh, yeah, just make sure you do this. Just make sure you do that. And I just didn't see a yeah. point to why he was there. I guess maybe Dale did not make it. Maybe this episode they were busy because <laughs> where the hell were they? That Maybe that's why they brought him in. They're like, sure. Are you available? Can you come and do this? because I mean and his little walkthrough was not very informative either um it was just I think the funnest part was just Madison herself just fooling around and (laughs) hiding her actual intentions for her runway and um yeah just playing playing around oh and then they also were like I uh, guess that's later, but I was going to say when they were making fun of Mr. Mist, Boo. Um, but yeah, like there was not much to to what he was telling him. I, I don't even remember what his qualifications are. I don't either. I think he's some kind of like director. I think that's what he is. Because I think Joni said that like he's directed two plays. Yeah, like a stage oh, director, okay. which if they would have like presented their stuff to him on the stage and he was directing them it would make sense but they were just talking to him so how much direction can they get you know i feel like he should he needs to see mm-hmm. the product and mm-hmm. see how they're going to act on stage and then direct that mm-hmm. yeah it's not like at you know? that point like everything was just an idea in yeah. the girl's head so there's not much to help with Exactly. It's not like a movie director is just going to be like, oh, yeah, let's just let's just tell me what your character is going to be, and then just bases off his direction based off that. It's like, no, you need to see what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Madison was the best part of this. The only thing I got from this scene is that Madison is playing the game. She's very mm-hmm. calculated. She knows that she's there um, competing. She's not one of these girls that's like, oh, I'm here to, you know, just have fun and learn and and just present my art. No, she's like there for, for a reason, which I like. I really respected that. Even though, I mean, some might seem, some might think it's shady. I feel like she knew that he wasn't going to say nothing that was going to be valuable. So why even <laughs> talk to him? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the yeah, and I don't. I don't think that's shady at all because she's not actually like sabotaging anyone. She's just trying to take every moment to make it to her advantage and not give away um, her idea so that others may use them or steal them, especially because she was one of the ones that was using the same character, the Chupacabra. So if she were to give away her ideas, then they're just going to be the same the exact same um, runaway for the three girls that were that chose the same character which again I don't know why they keep doing this just someone changed their role yeah it's because I think it's just too too late they already have their outfits made they can't do anything about it at that point that's why last week Rudy she had something prepared but then she didn't know that she was gonna act remember that she had to act as a person. So she had to change it real quick just with like a brawn panties. So that's what's happening. That's that they already have their their looks put together and they can't change it unless they they want to like screw themselves over. Or if they have like a sewing machine there where they can make something real quick. But it doesn't seem like they do, because yeah. they barely have room for for Mistabu to like sit in the corner. It doesn't seem like they even know how to use a sewing machine, maybe so. I don't think so. I don't think most of them do. I think um maybe Aviask is the only one that was um the the what's it called? The sewer, whatever. I don't know, designer. Is she gone? So Yeah, I would have kept her been like, send me some looks, you know, like (laughs) if she's your friend, just have her now that you're gone, can you help me with this one? Yeah, just leave all your stuff. You'll be fine. Um, but now that what they're doing is they're actually having like a. I think they did this last season where they have el, It's not El Salseo. It's called something else. Um, where they present. Uh huh. Go ahead. Well, well, the eliminated queens get to present their looks on, not on the well on the stage, but it's not like. I don't think the judges are there to see them. Not in competition. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because you're already eliminated. It's just, Meh. <laughs> I don't know. What's the point of it? Besides, I guess, showing what we missed or what we didn't miss if in case if it's, not the greatest thing. <laughs> I appreciate it to a certain... I mean, I do... I I actually do like it because... They spend a lot of money on these looks. And at least they're getting to show them off. Well, they can easily just do it on Instagram or something. Yeah, that's true. But the fact that the show is taking the initiative and being like, you know what? We're going to put it on here, but not on here too. Um... Yeah, if they would have done that on drag race, I think it would be I think it would be fun. It's just it's just it would be hard because you would have to I guess um they're still they all live in the same area or something. I don't know how they do it. Um but it would be hard cuz then you would have to keep everybody there for a certain amount of time. And yeah. you know, it would just be a production mess, I think. But anyways, mm-hmm. um so after this scene, we have a little little kiki key key between the uh contestants. So, uh, yeah, I think you talked about, you mentioned Mistabu getting read by everybody, which was hilarious. (laughs) She was just trying to be so serious. And it was a serious topic. They were talking about abusive relationships and Raga kind of opened up a little bit. And then here comes Mistabu trying to be like all deep and everybody's just kind of like ragging on her because she's always ragging on everybody else so now they're like okay now it's your turn to get roasted yeah they were not taking her seriously <laughs> um I mean, it was funny but at the same time like let her tell her story <laughs> <laughs> and they would like let her say something for like a second and then once the first word came out of her mouth they would interrupt her again with jokes or whatever but i mean it's nice to see that they are all getting along well so it's so funny when um they try to be so deep and then you see their face and it's like half painted with a chonguito on the top (laughs) it's like okay they're telling like that's miss taboo all the time So (laughs) she was not even getting ready she was just she was just there (laughs) Um, But anything else that happened during this little scene that you want to mention? Mm, Just like you said, Raga opened up about being cheated on and after being in a relationship for like nine years, I think they mentioned, and it just hit her really hard. And she said she even thought about suicide. But like in the end, she ended up like using that, negative energy or negative emotion that she had from the breakup in order to you know like uh reroute that energy to her art and kind of get get better at it and focus on on that so that kind of was her therapy in a sense. Yeah. It's nice to have um Raga open up because we haven't had moments like that with her. Um she's been killing the competition but just we haven't had like a deep insight to her to her life. Going back to Mista, I just want to I want to kind of um I guess highlight the fact that you do you think that this sort of co- um humor would play well or would translate into English or into the American culture where if you interrupt somebody while they're having like a deep moment and just like, do you think it's, I guess, like a Mexican thing where where I feel like Mexican humor is very, um, it, it just goes for anything. You know, it's like nothing's off limits. And I don't know if that would play well here in America. <laughs> uh, probably not on TV. I bet there's even people who had a problem with this. But it it just it just depends on the situation and the relationships. Like with them here, like you, you could tell that they they do have a respect and and love for each other and that's why they're able to play like that with something (laughs) with something so serious. But yeah, if you don't have that rapport with, with, with someone, then it's not going to come out. Right. So I think it just depends on the situation and then like showing it on TV, you can like make it look negative, I guess Mm -hmm. you can edit it to where it looks negative. So that can come out wrong too. Yeah, I just don't think I personally don't think it would it would play well here. Like it would translate that kind of humor, um, where you can laugh at it and and you can tell that she was laughing too. Like she she knew she was kind of in on the joke and she she was annoyed too though. She was she. I mean, you can tell <laughs> that it. She was just kind of like burying it because she knows that she's like that herself, and that she's always kind of like you know. Um. I get the sense that she's very, like, llevada. Like, she's very... um yeah. Just very... How do you say it in English? Um, like, playful? But, like, she just plays a yeah. lot. Like, she's not... She can't take a lot of stuff serious. So, when she does yeah. try to be serious, it's like, people are, like, taking it... Taking it as a joke. But in her head, I think she was already... Um thinking of making voodoo dolls of each of the, the girls that was <laughs> making fun of them. Just a uh, little poke here, a little poke there. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess now we can move on to Vamos a La Pasarela. Categoría is La Más Legendaria. And the first one on the runway is Rudy Rudy Reyes. And uh don't ask me what she was, because I don't know. It was some kind of I know witch owl thing. I thought it was like a tiger. <laughs> sure. A panther or something. Um yeah this was confusing and i think some of the challenges that they've done before do not warrant a whole speech thing but like this one uh, some some of the stories did not come across without words um uh, and then those who had words it didn't like I think they were the. They said the wrong things, but, anyways, like, it would have been neat if they could have done this in like a group or something, and or a couple of groups, and then they could each do like a sketch or some some sort of thing where they tell the the story, the legend, yeah, um, and they each had roles and stuff, and that would have been better because. Yeah, who knows what Rudy's doing here? I feel um, like this would be a great episode to have, like in like the audio to be like you know how in Drag Race they they sometimes speak over their runways. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what would have worked here, so they can be yeah. talking but not on stage, you know? Yeah, definitely. Was she not? Was she not a chupacabra? <laughs> <laughs> was she? I don't think so. I don't know what she was. But it, what did uh, you think of the outfit? I mean, I thought it was pretty messy, even if it's <laughs> yeah. Again, like just like she wasn't able to convey the story. Like the outfit is just a mishmash of different materials, different ideas. It just doesn't make sense. I, I kind of like the makeup though, but. It doesn't convey anything. Like there's, there's no. Um, her art pop could mean anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just too messy. I did like her, like her, her performance. She was very animalistic, but I don't know what kind of animal that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, she's eating somebody, and then she's eating a chicken. And then that was pretty much it, but like i I have no idea i mean she had a, like a little tiger thing or whatever you said over her, and then she took it off, so I'm guessing like she transformed uh-huh. or something she's one of, an anamorph, remember those um <laughs> so but anyways the the whole outfit yeah i don't I don't like the outfit, it's just very. Like you said, it's just too many, like not like she didn't really think about a specific um, idea. I think she just kind of um, wanted to do something that looked like an animal, but yeah, not a specific animal. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. The next one up is a Madison. So Madison. But she is of She, yeah, she is a Chupacabras, uh, although she kind of looks like Golem as well. That's what I Um, said. I was like, Golem is looking for his ring. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I thought it was pretty convincing. The drool, the prosthetics. She like contorted her body as she was on the runway. She did. Throw a little Maria Felix in there because she kept pointing like at the audience or, or the judges, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool. The, I just, I, as you know, I have a problem with the bodysuit stuff. And I thought that was kind of, I, I hate when they do that. Like, it just seems cheap, like cheating or put some more um, detail into the costume. Like, the face is. is amazing but i wish she would have used more prosthetics or other materials around around the body so that just to give it to give it that extra um detail and and then the shoes like platform shoes yeah that was, yeah, strange, that was but... so bad <laughs> yeah like, when did we see like chupacabras wearing heels <laughs> Exactly. Only on the runway, only on La Mastraga. Maybe that's why they couldn't find him because it was just like they only saw heels, footsteps. And they're like, oh, no, that can't be a Chupacabras. Um, Yeah, it's very it's I've seen better. I've seen people do this better. And I think for for what she does, it's good. I would have been more shocked if she would have done like a whole bodysuit that was very detailed. Like you said, that would have been way more convincing. But I think it was more of her commitment and her story and her and the way that she came out. It was surprising. So I think that's what made the whole thing work. But the look, it was just kind of like it, it can like you can see the imperfections. So it's it's like yeah. you can see like where the mask is um starting to lift a little, and her peluca is like <laughs> she didn't comb her hair, I guess that's kind of the point, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was good i I wasn't blown away, but i I liked it um the next one up is raga Diamante, so she's what like a goat devil thing, yeah. Something like El Chivo Blanco or something like that, she said. Oh yeah. Um and that story she told it was super long and too many details. And how are you gonna convey that whole thing? <laughs> I know in without words and in what, two minutes or whatever that you're up there? Uh yeah, I don't I don't. And that's why I didn't understand it at all either. Um she had at some point, um one of the toxicos or veneno or whatever, gives her some sort of like robe or something and I didn't I don't get it. I like that she tried something new with like the makeup. That was interesting. Um I don't think it completely worked, but it was it was cool. And uh, I mean the actual look again, it's more like a bodysuit, so it does I don't know it just doesn't have that much detail to it because of it. She did put a little gold here and there, but it just looks like a like a gypsy or something. It does not look like what what the um challenge was about. yeah, I think she's definitely done she's shown us better in the past episodes. Yeah, I, I thought it was too, a little too simple, like, just to come out in, in that mesh outfit with, like, a few, um, accessories, um, Mm -hmm. especially when this is such a, I feel like this, this kind of challenge has to have some kind of reveal or something, because you, or else you'll just be like, where's the story, but, I mean, she did take that thing off her head, um. But it still didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember the story that she was telling, and I was like, wait, is this the part when wait, what what part is this? So, and it didn't, and none of it matched. So I don't know. I don't know. If she told another story. But this I I don't hate it. I like it. I just don't think it's enough for the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one up is Luna. Luna Landsman. Luna Landsman. Um I know she's one of the Chupacabras, but to me it looks more like Chewbacca, like a female Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca meets like uh Tina Turner. Tina. Turner. Oh yeah, they, that's who I yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tina Turner, yeah. Um there's not really like a horror element to this at all. So I mean it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it again. It just doesn't make sense. What's the story? I don't know. It's supposed to be Pacabra, but I don't see it at all. Maybe we um, all misheard, and she did say Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, possibly. I think at the end. Spoiler alert! When she leaves, but <laughs> she has like a red wig. I thought that that looked much better than what she's presenting here. Oh yeah. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, this just doesn't make sense again. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, I did not like this. Yeah. No, I didn't like it either. It's not Chupacabra at all. I don't know how she thinks this is Chupacabra's. So it was a fail in that regard. And that was the whole challenge to portray an urban legend. I I think she had an idea of uh, having the Chupacabra be like super gay and like flamboyant, but there was a way to do it. And this was not it because it didn't even look like the Chupacabra. So do we Mm -hmm. even know what the Chupacabra looks like? I feel like I've only seen like, I mean, obviously I don't think it's real, but like, what's the official face there isn't one. You just there's like a lot of designs. So isn't Man, it supposed to be like a one that... like a mosca or something mixed with like something? It's just like an alien-looking thing with the little spikes on the back and stuff. I've seen that, but I feel like it's like a bug. Mm, I mean, just because it has large eyes, but isn't there like some kind of um okay we'll speak about it when we get there but all right which is actually the next um contestant is memo Reyri. so what i was gonna say is he's also the chupacabras but i feel like he well he did do something more political which i don't get i <laughs> i think it has to do something with mexican um Politics, but him and Madison did something with the Chupacabras. I know that she came out of like some kind of, was it like a podium or something? Mm -hmm. So is there some kind of connection to like politics to the Chupacabras? Or is this just their imagining? This is the first time that I heard of it, but I do... (sighs) I heard Johnny mention something about like the chupacabra being a creation of a political party and that sounds really interesting i would watch a movie about that like a documentary i want to know but if you just google chupacabra i don't see any connection to it so i don't know i think i i would believe that because there would try to distract you you're like oh the chupacabras yeah (laughs) look over there yeah um exactly anyways what happened i mean what did you think of this uh again it doesn't make sense like maybe maybe you have to be following mexican politics to get this (laughs) but either way like the look is not good it's just I, again, it doesn't make sense. It's just a mishmash of ideas. I like the little red riding hood, hood hood, <laughs> but other than that, it's just like, what are you trying to say? Yeah, I I don't know. It's a mishmash of ideas, and he looks more like a f- fish head. <laughs> like I don't know. I think he's trying to m- mix like the chupacabras and a politician or something, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's one of the presidents, but I assume, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it either. It just the prosthetics look really fake. It looks like you know that movie White Girls when they're wearing the <laughs> white face. It looks like that. Like <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I like the idea though. I just didn't like. And why are the ears down? It just looks. It looks like yeah, like the fins of a fish. It's like flounder, turn into. Uh, I bet the president's ears look like that, or something. You think so? Probably. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I just didn't like it. Um, I think it if it it just needed to be reworked, needed to be done way better than. It just doesn't look like there's much detail on the face. It kind of looks like some sort of like I said it just you can tell that it's a prosthetic it it was a miss I I think he Mm -hmm. could have done something with makeup that would have been better I don't know if he needed the prosthetics but yeah the next one Uh the next contestant is Evisa. Evisa too simple as well as far as the look goes, I like the little detail about eating children. Not that I condone eating children, but it reminded me of uh, that movie, The Witch, mm-hmm. where the witch is eating children. Um, and oh, the wings were pretty cool too. Had a nice flow to them. I think that was like a a great start to an idea, but it doesn't quite come together. It was not complete. And um, from now on, I'm gonna judge everyone who pauses her runway to talk. Uh, (laughs) Sure, her message was great, but it's just, come on, stop doing that. It's too much. Yeah, Keep it moving. Yeah, I like the message too. It's just kind of... It's just awkward because then they have to stop the music and it's just not not good. Yeah, I didn't like this outfit either. I, I feel the same way. It's way too simple. It's just a bodysuit literally and and the makeup um, I mean, I guess that's a creep. I don't know what she. I don't know the reference, so I guess it's good. I don't know. I mean, but the, the outfit itself, it's just too simple. It. I don't think so if you're going to eat children, you're going to be wearing a bodysuit and <laughs> that's not the right outfit to eat children in (laughs) it'd be more like what what is the best dress to eat children in oh yeah i don't know but it's not this it's not this um yeah i just thought it was simple i didn't appreciate the wig it's very dry looking And I mean, I guess you can say, oh, it's like a legend and she's been through a lot. But I'm sure she still has a... I'm sure she still has a comb somewhere that she can comb her hair with. Um, Out of the baby's bones. (laughs) Yeah. Like in between eating a baby, just use a little bone and hair. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a miss. I didn't like it. The next... Contestant is Regina. Regina. She's like. I know she had her own story. But she's like a corpse bride right? Something like that yeah. Like mummified or something. For years and then she comes alive. And she makes a speech. (laughs) So that's. That's a no no. (laughs) After. The last week, where she was, you know, trying something new. Uh, now she's relying again on her on her beauty. Man, she—I mean, she looks great. I don't know that the horror element is there, but I don't but think it has to be horror, right? Like it was well, just an urban. I legend. was going to say, well, they, well, yeah, and and they did say that like there's legends. Based around like a love story and stuff, so mm-hmm. this was kind of it. And I know, so I know Letal was trying to read her on her dress being too clean and it, that it should look more distressed, I guess. And but she had she had a comeback for it. That's as part of the the story. It has that like her mom. I think she said was buying her new dresses and stuff, so she would never be caught in uh, a used dress or distressed dress. Yeah, because she's supposed to be like the, the mannequin for the store that her mom owns or something like that. So she yeah. would always dress her up in new dresses. And I think every yeah. dress that she would put on <laughs> would be like cursed or something afterwards. I don't know. I didn't catch that part, but... <laughs> It sounds like a cool story. It would make a cool movie. I wonder if there's a movie about that. It's called My Life. <laughs> You're a corpse bride. Um, I like it. Um it's I mean, it's just the wedding dress, but I like it. I like I thought this was my favorite just because I saw so many creatures and I'm just like, oh okay. This is kind of this is different. And she went a different route, which I appreciate. Because everybody was trying to be scary. Everybody was trying to be, like, spooky. And some of them, most of them missing. And for me, like, this is spooky. But still, like, in a way where the story is spooky, you know? Like, the backstory and not the, the character itself. And I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was, to me, it was my favorite I mean, maybe because she told us the story that I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Because maybe if yeah. she wouldn't have told us the story and it just came out in the dress, then I would have been like, "Okay, that's just a, that's it." Yeah. So I did like her commitment to being like the mannequin. She wouldn't move, and Toxico and I had to carry her in and out, and that mm-hmm. was that was interesting. That was cool. Yeah, I like it that. Was different. Um. Uh... Yeah, to me she was my. I was I was really really living for this look. The next contestant is Mister Boo. Mister Boo. Um, again she's relying on her witchy elements, I guess, and uh, I think it, it works here. I really liked the clawed hands, and the wings were more affected than Evisa's. Because it had that element of surprise. And then when she was like... um, It was simple. It was just like rags, basically. (laughs) And I think... What's her name? Madison calls them rags, too. When she's showing what she was going to do. But... When she like waved them around... They really did look like she was flapping... Her wings and stuff. So that was pretty cool. The dress just gives me like... Prom dress vibes and and the hair as well. Doesn't I don't think it really goes with what she's trying to portray. But overall, I think I think she did a good job. Yeah, I I, I thought she was one of the strongest ones. I liked her commitment to the character, and it was a good. Um, it was sort of a reveal when she kind of lifted her her mm-hmm. her wings up, and it just showed all these kind of. Uh, I don't know if there were supposed to be like kind of like feathers or again, I don't know the backstory of the story or the story of the backstory. I don't know. I don't know the story. <laughs> so it could have been that she was collecting rags. Maybe that was the story. Um, <laughs> but it looked, pretty. I thought it looked cool. And I I just, for some reason, I feel like I've seen this from her, like this whole like eating blood whatever well yeah <laughs> right so for me yeah. that's why it didn't like really impact me cuz i think that's that's her thing so was she not the yorona or something cuz she drowned like a little child or something or it was just a sacrifice? that's what i was I yeah i don't know what that was i don't think she was like yorona and did you notice that there was a bike on stage the whole time yes why that's what that rides in to work. Oh, <laughs> that's where she parked it. And it's just like, yeah, it there. No mm-hmm. one, no one dares touch it because she'll show them her rage or whatever. Yeah. She'll like try to correct your makeup and tell you that you're shit. <laughs> yeah. That your panties are showing. Mm hmm. But yeah i liked it it was it was a good it was a good outfit i just i think yari said this like this was her challenge and i feel like she should have gone further with this why not come out on all blood i don't know something that would shock us that would just be like only mista would do this so yeah yeah Okay, so Madison wins this week's challenge and is la más legendaria. Rudy Reyes and Luna Lansman land in the bottom and have to lip sync to Mi Delirio by Anaí. In the end, Rudy Reyes is named the winner of the lip sync and Luna is the fifth queen to be added to the drag alter. So we say goodbye to Luna just when I was starting to like really like her or like notice her more. I feel like she got eliminated. Yeah. I, I liked her personality. I feel like there's louder people so they stand out more but when-, when they showed her and she got a chance to say something and she was always like nice to everyone and and she had her phony moments as well so uh, but yeah I feel like for this episode she definitely w- was the right one to to leave just her look was not up to par yeah sadly but um, she has been pretty strong through the competition so it's not shocking but I mean it's kind of disappointing because I, I was starting to, to um, really get to know her. Uh, the lip sync was a little... I think it was decent. It was more decent than it's been this whole time. I think they mm-hmm. actually learned the words. because Exactly. maybe... Well, not maybe, but Johnny kind of tells After, them off in the yeah. beginning. He's like, yeah, what about the words? Uh, we need to learn these words. And especially when they're... Usually, he's usually like giving them an inspirational speech on how to um channel their positive energy and stuff and this time he was just like bitches y'all gotta learn the words especially when the artist is right in front of you exactly and that just tells you what the show is more geared towards because it doesn't gear or doesn't like focus on performance so I guess they feel like they don't have to learn it. I am, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But this time they did. So it was it was a better lip sync than than we've had. Yeah, yeah. I I thought Rudy had a little bit, just a little bit more energy than than Luna did, and that's probably what won them over. But yeah, they were they were both pretty good. Um. Yeah. Hopefully Anai is happy um she sent a little video (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) which was cute um she should come in and she would be a great host or replace somebody or i don't know but she she could i think she could be um a really good host uh okay so that is the end of the episode do you have anything else that you want to talk about any final thoughts um my final thoughts are give them more direction please for the next episode that way you know it's easier. it's gonna make it easier for them to judge as well but then the girls won't seem so lost and like choose the same characters the same similar looks so yeah I mean I feel like they're gonna need to start like putting more um, input into the characters, not just like give them blank slate. Okay. The theme is this. And then the thing they need to actually assign them characters or something. Yeah. Cause it's literally happened almost every episode. Last episode, there was two um, Irma Serranos and and there was another gonna be there was gonna be two Gloria Trevis and Mm -hmm. and then the I think there was another week when there was another kind of switcheroo or something but yeah it's just happening too often and it's not even helping the show it's not even helping them and we want to see different things from from everyone we don't want to see repeated runways especially when that's the the focus of the show, you need to make sure that the that uh, that we're seeing the best and the most variety. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. All right, anything else? No, but y'all can find me at hello Braulio, and you can follow the podcast at Quienes Lamas on Instagram, where you can see the looks of the week um, and we'll alert you when there's a new episode. Um, and we have the email. You can s- ask us anything, send us any comments at Quienes Lamas Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. Give us a five-star rating um to help us you know get out there a little bit more yeah and where can they find you you can find me on instagram at yes it's yee yee that's y-e-s-i-t-s-y-i-y-i and um oh yeah so we're just I, i think we've been pretty good at releasing these on saturdays so if you don't know when we release them um it's been mostly saturdays right yeah it's been Saturdays since so that's kind of where our, our schedules are lined up at the moment. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Like Chewbacca meets like uh, Tina Turner.